Hello, and welcome to Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production. This podcast is brought to you by Kimray. You can visit kimray.com and see our full slate of training materials and videos. I'm your host, Curtis Winkle. I'm here again with Kyle Andrews. Uh, Hey, do you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast? If so, we'd love to to get that answered for you. Um, You can just send me an email at cwinkle, C-W-I-N-K-L-E at kimray.com. And we will uh, we'll talk about it. We'd love to get your question on uh, on the podcast. Hey, how are you, Kyle? I'm doing well, Curtis. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, so it's June. I don't know, mid June here as we're recording. Uh, getting hot outside. We're we're well past spring. It feels like anyway. I know officially summer's not till June twenty something, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, do you have any favorite summertime activities you do with the with the family or just just Kyle? Oh yeah, so uh, going to uh, splash pads yeah. is definitely something that we do multiple times a week. Uh, just because of the heat, uh, you can barely be outside without being in the water. Um, and I got young kids, so pools are still kind of difficult for us to keep an eye on. You know, all of the kids, just the two of us, me and my wife. Yeah. So splash pads are easy because you can just let them run around, um, and they and they stay cool. So that's what we do as a as a family. Um, but me, I I like playing sand volleyball. Oh. Uh, that's something I do during the summertime, and uh, I have for for quite a while. And I, I look forward to it every single summer. That's cool. Where do you where do you play? Just parks or? Yeah, parks. There's a a church in Moore. That has a tournament every summer oh. um and so we you know practice as a team and play over there and then the tournament's usually at the end of the summer wow are there any other or is jason on that team or any other andrews uh, he's on, he's on other teams yeah uh oh. him and i uh split ways uh it was probably about three years ago we stopped being on the same team and started playing oh. for separate teams that sounds like a story <laughs> yeah maybe for another podcast okay now, do you wear jeans like on Top Gun? Oh no, no shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> what about at the uh, the splash pad? Do you? I imagine you get involved in that. You get you get wet oh, too, yeah. right? Oh yeah, That's I'm cool. in there with the kids. That's cool. Mine are on me for a pool right now, and uh, I promised them uh, we would get a pool by the end of summer. But it's what they don't know is it's going to be a, a kiddie pool. So <laughs> right, uh, they're going to be really disappointed. It'll be fun. All right, so our topic for this podcast, Kyle, is is the three most important factors in selecting a control valve. And so this was a blog, and we made a video about it as well. So if you're if you're available to to get on the website, you can check that out. But uh, but just three basic questions: If somebody calls and they're trying to figure out what they need, these are things that we might ask them to to get at specifically uh, to kind of start that conversation about what type of valve that they need. Um, so our first question we would ask is is what are your pressures, right? Yeah. Yeah. So really working pressure is going to be, you know, a parameter that's going to direct you to different types of valves. Um, You know, are you above or below 300 PSI? That's uh, kind of the critical point, whether you're going to go up to a high pressure control valve or you can, you know, use a a low pressure regulator uh, like our, our back pressure regulator. So um, if you know you're going to be under 300 psi, then you can use low pressure control valves or you know pressure uh, regulators. 
If you're going to be above 300 PSI, um, then you have to get into the high pressure control valves, high pressure control valve packages. Yeah, good. Okay, great. And, and the second question is, what's your CV? So that gets into, you, you can use our sizing calculator to determine that if you don't know, right? Correct. So if you've already uh, used the sizing calculator or have a predetermined CV, you want to select a valve that where that, that your calculated CV falls, you know, close to 50% of it, of the valve's capacity. Um, that way you have room if, you know, flow rates increase, you have room to move up or flow rates decrease, you have room to move down and you're still sized. Kind of the general rule of thumb is 20 to 80 percent uh, is where you want to size a valve. So between 20 and 80 percent of the valve's capacity. There's there's little things that go into that that can affect it. Um, trim type can can affect that. You know, are you using nominal, equal percentage, or quick opening trim? Uh, and then of course the application that you're using it in really affects where you want to size it at but kind of a general rule of thumb is 20 to 80 percent and backing up just a little bit i mean mm -hmm. so cv is basically that's what we when we say sizing we're really talking about cv right that's the the size of the the, the orifice where the the media is flowing through right correct yeah that, that's basically what it is it's and with control valves that cv can change depending on how open or close the valve is uh, or the percentage of the valve opening um, so you know for example a one inch trim uh, and a two inch high pressure control valve uh, has a, uh, a full open cv of 21. so at 100 percent open that trim and that valve has a cv rating of 21. now the more that that valve closes uh, the smaller that cv value will get because you're making it have a, a smaller and smaller orifice as it closes um, so when, when I talk about that 20 to 80%, basically you're, you're staying between 20% valve capacity and 80% valve capacity or 80% CV and 20% CV. Excellent. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about that again in a minute, but number three here, the third question we'd ask is, are you controlling oil or gas, right? Yep. Yeah, so, you know, and this kind of goes back to the sizing calculator. There's two different sizing calculators. There's a liquid sizing and then a gas sizing. Now, when you're selecting your control valve, if you're if you're going to be in a liquid application, uh, that's going to affect uh, the trim type you have and maybe even the material. Uh, so if it's going to be in a dump valve application, you're just going to be dumping liquids off of a separator, uh, or some other piece of uh, equipment, nominal trim is kind of the standard. If you have erosive liquids, so there's sand or other solids in your liquid, quick opening may be a better option. Quick opening trim or snap trim has a carbide ring insert that stands up better to those erosive elements, and it also just opens faster. Uh, one of the worst things you can have in an erosive uh, service or erosive application is a valve that barely opens or just cracks open. Uh, that makes the trim wash out faster because that uh, the solids in the liquid 
only have a small space to pass through. So there's a lot of contact in between the erosive liquid and the valve seat or trim. And so with the uh, erosive applications, you want that valve trim to open up as much as possible. So the snap or quick opening trim um, gets to its 100% CP value quickly. Um, and that just helps it to last longer in those types of applications. Um, another thing that would affect uh, the material that you would select would be, um, of course, we talked about erosion, but also corrosion. So is it salt water? Is there H2S, uh, CO2? In those types of applications, you want some type of stainless steel trim. Uh, now it's soft. So it's not going to stand up in erosive applications, but uh, corrosive applications. That stainless steel is going to hold up better and last longer in corrosive applications. So would would corrosive? Uh, when I hear that, I think about like salt water. I, I mentioned oil and gas, but is, mm -hmm. is uh, water would be another liquid dump application? Obviously, correct. So kind of you know a byproduct of oil and gas is water. Uh, you know, in our industry, we call it salt water. It's not salt water like the ocean. Um, if you were to take this salt water and put your pet fish in it, uh, it would not survive. Um, it has a lot of other things in it just besides salt. Uh, you know, it's got hydrocarbons. It's got terrible things. No organic life could, uh, could live in it. So with that, you think of uh, rust. Rust is a type of corrosion. And so that's that's what we want to prevent. And so that's why stainless steel trim um, is works best in those applications. All right. So we've got a, a, a bonus here. We say three important factors, but but uh, the bonus here is about um, replacing trim. So so your flow rates over time uh, in a well are going to eventually start falling off and changing right or if you are injecting something they may rise i guess um mm -hmm. so uh it's possible on the high pressure control valves to change out trim right yeah yeah absolutely and so if you know conditions change whether that's increasing or decreasing um with our our stem guided valves there's a lot of trim options um, for each size valve. So if you have a, a two inch stem guided valve, there are multiple trim sizes and trim types uh, that you can select from, you know, all the way down from a quarter inch all the way up to one inch. Same thing with the one inch valve bodies. So you don't have to replace the entire valve, uh, but you can change the, the trim inside the valve to meet, you know, the conditions that, that you're experiencing now. Um, you can even have, you know, trim sets ready to go if you know production is going to fall off uh, or if you're bringing on, you know, more production, more wells yeah. um, or adding an artificial lift like you mentioned. Uh, you can have a trim set ready to go to meet that new condition and, so you, and so, keep production up. Yeah, so if you need your CV bigger or smaller, right? Correct. Yep. So each of the trim sizes is going to have a 100% CV value associated with that. Yeah. And you can find that on the sizing calculator and kind of the whole uh, the whole CV at stem travel. So at different positions, you can see what the CV rating is for a specific trim size. And you can use that to, you know, to help you with increasing or decreasing production. 
Yeah, so that's a that's a really helpful resource that we point people to all the time. Where you can, um, if you're if you're not sure where to go first when looking for a valve, we recommend going to that sizing calculator. Just putting in some of your conditions that really helps get the conversation started uh, when you're talking with the commit representative as well. Yeah. So we'll have uh, we'll have a link to that, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of articles we've written about sizing and and CV uh in the in the uh show notes as well so what else on this topic kyle i mentioned before um you know sizing and especially in erosive applications you might be asking yourself you know why do i need to change trim if my conditions change uh, so i want to take a second to talk about oversized and undersized trim yeah um you know if your control valve is oversized it means that the CV that that valve is rated for is way higher than what you need. And so what can happen is that can cause the valve to only barely crack open. And as I mentioned before, especially in a, an erosive application, uh, that can cause the valve trim to wash out quickly. Uh, so if it's an application like a liquid dump valve, being oversized is not a good thing. That's going to cut the trim a lot faster. Um, so you would want to downsize your trim in that scenario. Now, if you're undersized, so the trim is too small, uh, you won't be able to pass enough fluid or gas through the valve, uh, and that causes you know back pressure to build and other issues to go on in the equipment and upstream of that valve. And so uh, both undersized and oversized valves aren't good on production or production equipment, so that that would be a reason why you would be changing the trim size in your valve. Really cool feature in these high pressure control valves that you can you can change out. Now I think you can change those out uh, sometimes without even um, taking the valve offline. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, you don't even have to take the valve body um, out of line. Uh, it's just removing the actuator uh, and stuffing box, and then you know you have access to all the internals of the valve. Um, and you can you can do those swaps pretty easily. Once you've isolated the valve, we should say. Correct. Yeah, isolated and depressurized everything, and yeah. wearing all your PPE. That's right. Safety safety note. All right. Well, again, we'll have notes to uh, to the resources mentioned and other videos, and also a link to my email address. If you have any questions you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, please drop me a note, and we will catch you next time on stuff you should know about oil and gas production.